Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. We'd like to thank you for listening today. Miss Leanne is in her co-pilot seat as usual. And today we have Chris Sussman, the Barbecue Buddha. He's got a new book coming out April 25th. I like the way they always pick arbitrary days just to release a bunch of books. I don't know why they do they that. They aren't arbitrary. They have a reason, a madness behind it, don't they, Chris? Don't yeah, that is. <laughs> they do. They do. And I read about this as to why it has something to do with the new cycle of I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I should have been better prepared for that question. But there is actually a reasoning as to why that date is picked during uh-huh. and the weekday is picked because it's a Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, it's just like releases of TV shows and what have you. I mean, they look at the overall picture, but okay. So April 25th, getting close. Oh, wow. It, so yeah. that'll be right in time for my birthday. Uh, happy 29th. birthday. And then so, if you're you're local, like you are, Leanne, yes. I, I'm extending you a cordial invitation. We are doing a local book signing and release party because when my first book came out, it was at the height of COVID and I had to do all of this stuff virtually. So I'm sort of double dipping. We've got bands. We've got. Where are you doing it? Uh, It's at the North End Tap House and Kitchen here in Gulfport, Florida. And uh, Big Green Egg is one of the sponsors. Snake River Farms is sponsoring it. I've got Flame Boss coming out. So uh, the influencers. It's a Sunday and it's from 12 to 5 here in Gulfport, Florida. Is that April 30th? That's April 30th. Oh, yes, I'll be just, I don't know if I'll be back. I'm doing an event out for the Daytona Jeep week that weekend, but I'm going to uh, try to make it. Would love to see you. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. Um, I, won't, I won't be there. I love you, Chris, but I won't be there. <laughs> it, it takes a well, lot to get them to, to get on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where do you, where do you live, Jeff? I forgot Oregon. to do that. The first- Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. I'm surprised Look, you can even hear them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason it's tough to get me on a plane is because I've already flown over two million miles in my life. So it's not an it's not an exciting thing for me to do that. All right. So let's do our lightning round. Um, After hours. After hours. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Lightning. Here here we go. Uh, Chris, what would you say is your success to failure ratio when you're creating a new uh, dish, a new recipe? I would say you go through about two to three failures before you hit a success. And right. and that may be my, like my wife might be on try number one. Oh, that's great. But there's something that's bothering me about the recipe. So I want to do it. I, I keep thinking about it. So it's usually right. about the third or fourth time that I get it right for okay. me. Yeah, I get it. If you started your career all over again, what would you do? 
I would I would focus more in on to the blog. I started out hot and heavy with my blog, and that it, I monetized that pretty well. But over the long term, as I started getting into social media, I got a le- more into that and less onto the blog. And I think the more, as we were talking about earlier on the show, I think the real meat of who I am and how I convey things um, educationally is on the blog as opposed to social media. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, understand that. Okay, so if you could cook for and then dine with a historical figure, who would that person be? Leg me alive or dead. And, we'll... and, and what would you cook? Yeah, what would you cook? Uh, that's a crazy question. Uh, I would cook uh, I would cook some of my grandma. My, you would never believe it. Looking at me, I got all my mom's side of the family. I mean, the Scottish side, but my dad's side of the family is all Italian. I would cook my grandmother's uh, uh, Sunday gravy and her meatballs. And I would cook it for um, James Gandolfini, the guy that played uh, Tony Soprano in The Sopranos. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty challenging to cook for him in an Italian thing. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. well, you know, I like a challenge, so Uh give it to me. You better better explain that Sunday gravy is not brown gravy to these Sunday gravy is not brown gravy Uh, any good Italian knows that Sunday gravy is their mom's or their grandmother's spaghetti sauce the red deep they start cooking it in the morning and it's cooking all day long reducing down and down getting that intense flavor it's the thing yeah that's why I'm so glad I'm Italian (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh um have you ever eaten haggis I have eaten haggis. I actually had an exchange student that lived with me in high school that I'd never got the reciprocal exchange. I never went over there, but he came and lived with me uh, from Scotland. So I got to try a lot of that stuff. And and you lived. And I lived. You know, I'm an adventurous eater. That's for sure. I am no, no faint of heart either. There you go. There you go. What's your least, least favorite food to cook? My least favorite food to cook that's i love to cook everything but i oh you know i'm not a great dessert person i'm like most of those competition chefs you see on all the big shows or i'm really good with the savory side and not very good with the so my wife loves to bake. She loves the precision of baking and the measurements and the this and that and the other, yeah. that aspect. If I can't taste and if I'm not uh, intimate with the cooking process and I can taste and edit and, and vibe with what I'm doing, I don't like that experience at all. So mm-hmm. baking really is my least favorite. Yeah, it's kind of tough to stick your finger in a cake and make sure it's yes. good. You know, they, they frown on that. Um, they do. If we made you supreme, <laughs> excuse me, if we made you supreme ruler of barbecue for a week, what would you decree as supreme ruler? We get all kinds of answers on this. We so. do. <laughs> That's a great question. And I have several things that come to mind. But the biggest one for me, and I've actually had this conversation at length with Dr. Barbecue Ray, is 
and I wasn't there at the beginning. So he's told me how this has evolved. But I don't like competition barbecue and all the weird things you have to do to barbecue. I would really love to see a competition or a way to compete that's more of like a, like you cook for your friends and family. Like hair are my best ribs. This is my go-to rib recipe. This is my go-to chicken. This is my go-to brisket. And let let the chips fall where they may. Uh, so I would agree getting away with all these weird hoops that you jump through in competitive barbecue to engineer that perfect bite and get it back to, hey, here's some great food. Let's get some people together and let the best person win. Mm-hmm. There you go. What are your thoughts on that, Leanne? Uh, I tend to agree with that. It, if I had my druthers for a competition, uh, I, I feel like all the proteins so that everyone's on the even playing field are all the same. Okay. And that the ingredients, you cannot bring anything. Okay. You can bring your smoker. That's it. And your fuel. <clears throat> and that all the ingredients, um, we'd have an array out there, but everybody would only be able to pull from these spices or um, these sugars or whatever, so that you would have to create whatever it is you're going to smoke on there without using the standard blues hog and, you know, the usual suspects. So that would be right. fun. What about yep, it? I what about it? Injecting for both of and, you. Uh, injecting, uh, you know, if it's part of the competition, you know, great. But um, they aren't going to have these phosphates in the contest that I'm yeah. talking about. Right. So if they right. want to inject, they're going to have to inject on natural. <laughs> Right, butter. <laughs> now that's really after hours discussion. Though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I like it though. I like it. Our ratings just went up ten points. So. Yeah. My phone just fogged up quite a bit. So yeah, I got Leanne's a little bit more than that. But right, yeah. and Leanne is blushing. I can see her blushing. I am actually. My face is hot. Yeah. 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 And Leanne is like. 20 minutes away from me. So, yeah, I don't know, what, I don't know what I'm saying there. But, uh... Okay, Chris, if that ever happens, you're in charge of film. You've, you've got to get the footage. All right, Jeff, that's it. You're now, cut off. Now, now, that's, that, now, that's one video that I'd like to take all day doing just for one minute of viewing. Yeah. Okay, next subject, please. All right, all, all right, right, all right. All right. <laughs> okay, Chris, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis let's just put it in a frame time frame of a week uh how many meals of barbecue do you eat in a week and, and, and let me on give a you a scale clue. of oh, one to ten that would be a scale of one to that would be a scale of one to seven not a scale of one to seven i mean yeah, one no, to ten. That's, that's not fair because he's he's you know doing the book thing okay so aside from the book thing like a, a regular like a regular you before you have to like do stuff for work about yeah. that so yeah. I'm, I'm probably because i do i but snake river farms is a sponsor of mine so i do a lot of grilling and non-barbecuing so i'd say you know probably two meals a week or solid real barbecue like ribs brisket pulled yeah. pork, something like That's that fair. and then the rest is something That's else real. yeah yeah That's real yeah mm-hmm. um besides that trying to concoct that uh barbecue sauce when you're when you're dad when you were younger do you remember what the first thing you ever grilled barbecued or smoked was a steak my dad was really into cooking steaks Mm -hmm. at home and so i would be out there watching him and helping cook on our good old weber kettle grill back in the day there you go Mm -hmm. all right so 
little change up here. If we put Chris Sussman's skills to music, what would the music be? Uh, well, I oddly enough am a musician as well as a barbecue person. So I play quite a bit in and around the area. Um, uh, in what I would band stay, or are you uh, single? Uh, I play with a couple of different bands Friday night. There's leafy green and the various Vikings We're playing at Ricky T's here in treasure Island. And I was just down playing in Siesta key Saturday night with a band called the Jay Santi trio. So, no kidding. Uh, so do you I'll, post yeah. this on your social media, like where you're going to be and stuff? Yeah, on my Facebook. I try, Facebook? I don't, I try to keep the barbecue world a little bit separate right. from this. Right. You know, but yeah. Oh, I so, like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I would love to. So, uh, um, so I and I'm an old school Grateful Dead fan, so I would say the soundtrack mm. would be one of the one of good old Grateful Dead songs. Maybe Trucking. How's that? Okay. Okay. You know, I had a guy tell me one time, uh, been doing the radio gig for a long time. And he said, he said, you know, if you went to a dead concert and there wasn't anything to smoke or drink, you'd figure out how crappy the music really was. So (laughs) (laughs) I actually, I like the dead. So there was good. And uh, there was that argument to be made towards the end of the band's existence. I think the weight of the the fame and the culture imploded in on itself. But clearly when they were first starting out, it was uh, wonderful American music. Oh, there you go. There you go. What does a fantasy day for Chris Sussman look like? And what do you do? (laughs) What are the activities? Uh, I really like being outdoors. Uh, So fantasy day for me is maybe... Uh, biking to the beach. Since it's fantasy, there will be a grill waiting for me. (laughs) I bike to the beach, cook with great friends and family, enjoy a day by the ocean on the water, walking around, playing with dogs, uh, spending time with people, and then a nice bike ride back home. Uh, to spend an evening on the porch with the wife, winding the day down would be a great day. There you go. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Uh, well, I have two French bulldogs, and as mm. as much as those dogs are spoiled, I would definitely come back as a French bulldog. <laughs> 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 there you go. They they play for twenty minutes and sleep for two hours. That's the way they do all day long. So, wow. Uh, well, yeah. Can I? I I'll take that job. Yeah, it's a great, a great job. Great. They don't like being outside. They love the couch. They don't do much. They play. They they chew on a toy. They go to sleep and they get belly rubbed. Gosh, Pretty it kind of sounds. It yeah. sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Leanne. And now, don't don't get us going down that okay, on. Yeah, I know. We just, we just pivoted, and now, yeah, yeah that on natural thing is going to come back pretty soon. <laughs> Oh, and back. she's blushing again. There you go. Um, you re- do you remember? And that's always an important Good part. Question. Do you re- do you remember the worst concert you ever attended? Um, I saw Aerosmith in the early eighties. No, don't even don't even yeah. break my heart and say that was one of the worst. Well, I'll tell you why they were. It was right before they broke up for that long period of time, or where they went their separate ways. And oh. literally, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry got on a fist fight on the stage in Hampton Coliseum in Hampton, Virginia, 
they got into a fist fight in the second song. The 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 roadies had to come and pull them apart, and then the manager came out and said, "Sorry, we'll offer a full refund. The show is canceled." Oh, so that was that probably is a bummer. Mm-hmm. great memory, bad show. Right. Um, here's a rock and roll trivia question for you. Then, do you know what other famous band? Two of the members, one of the original members, got into a fight uh, on stage, and then they took it backstage. I would say Van Halen. Mm, that's not the one I was thinking of, but that's very possible with Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Chris Led Zeppelin. No, would be my guess. Okay, it was the Eagles. Huh. Glenn Frey, uh, Glenn Frey, and Don Felder Don ha- st- started uh, picking at each other on stage. It had been boiling up for a long time. And then by the time they got backstage, Felder grabbed a, grabbed a guitar and smashed it. And they were screaming at each other and throwing stuff. It, it was, and it's on film. It was ugly. So anyway, <laughs> okay. Um, what's one thing you miss about your twenties? Huh? Uh, uh, well, this is, uh my (laughs) intestinal fortitude you know things that i used to be able to do and it wouldn't affect me health wise very much in my 20s now i can't do anymore and when the rare occasion when i do them i'm reminded in a very real meaningful (laughs) way why i shouldn't do those things anymore so that's the biggest thing i miss about my 20s yeah when i do something like that uh where i used to be able to shake it off by 10 o'clock in the morning now it's thursday it's terrible yeah can't do it um boxers or briefs i wear boxer briefs there we go that's the most popular answer these days yep it is um leanne keeps track of that for us i do Uh, i have a scorecard yeah and and here's here's an asterisk to that answer since Uh moving to florida now i have to have the wick boxer briefs i can't go cotton anymore i had to That's learn right. that after the first year because i'm always outside and i'm working outside and the, the heat and the humidity don't mix well with underwear and cotton in that's florida true. It's not no, a good that's thing, true so. that's true so uh would you describe yourself as corn fed or grass fed grass fed really really Ah, well, I would grass-fed would be more natural. Yeah, corn-fed. And I'm thinking about that. Really, yeah. I'm less of a. If I if I was on I mean, a prairie, I'd probably be in the grass-fed. I just expected corn-fed from you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Well, that truly was a curveball question. I have I I anticipated <laughs> most of these other questions, uh-huh. or at least had a stock answer somewhere. That one, the the Rolodex flipped that around a couple of times. Nothing list. came up. <laughs> Nothing came up. I was like, I'll just pick one and run with it. So Okay. Well, then get get your Rolodex spinning on this one, buddy, because what would your uh, last meal be on death row? Uh, Pizza. I don't know if you can see this, but I have a pizza tattoo on my arm. I love pizza. I'm a huge pizza head. So if I've got to go out, if I've got to go out that way, it's going to be some really great pizza. Okay. Uh, so okay. answer this this question for the ages. Is pineapple a le- uh, legal topping for pizza? 
I don't know what would define a legal or illegal topping for pizza, but I am a true believer in if you like it, you should have what you like. And that same goes with with other things like cheese on seafood or white wine with red meat. If you like it and the flavor tastes good to you, there is nobody that should be governing what you put in your mouth. Very good. I never try to ask that question to somebody from New York or Chicago. I swear I, I was I, I was biting my tongue on that one because <laughs> I actually got into it on another podcast about pineapple on pizza. And uh, let's just say I'm not a fan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. Uh, and I'm from Jersey. On, yeah, well, pineapple on pizza brings a lot of brings a lot of hate out in other people. But I mean, you know, I mean, who am, who am I to say what you could put on your pizza? Right, it right, right. My favorite topic, but I'm, you know, I'm. No, not I get it. Like yeah, it's for, like ketchup on hot dogs. You know, it's the same thing. You're no, right, though. You can, you, people can eat what they want to eat, but i have just, you know, I from being from Jersey, New York, pizza. I, I I just find it um, just not very enticing. I'll be well, nice I can tell it. you about that ketchup and hot dog thing. The, the word came down on high that they added that as one of the original sins, like gluttony. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Right. That, that okay. they, they okay. fixed that. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, you choose here. Dire Straits, ACDC, Billy Ray Cyrus. Almond Brothers or Captain and Tennille? Uh, Almond Brothers, hands down. On there, that you really? cool. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Ford or Ford or Chevy? I'm not a car person, so I I'm own a, a Chevy. I'm not a truck person. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not a truck person either, So, but I have a Chevy Tahoe, so I'm going to go Chevy. Good. There you go. Good. There you there go. go. Um, what is the dumbest thing that you've ever seen? Now, this doesn't mean that you did it yourself, <clears throat> but the dumbest thing you've ever seen done with a, a grill, a barbecue, or a smoker. The dumbest thing that I've ever seen done with a grill, a barbecue, or a smoker. Um, That's a good one because there's so many <laughs> just so to choose many. from. There's so many horrible things that people have done with that. Um, I, you know, this is one that I learned from Chris Capel talking about him earlier. I am not a big fan, nor do I condone or believe in. It is, I feel as strongly about this, Leanne, as you do about uh -oh, not having pineapple on pizza. And that's soaking wood chips or your wood chunks. I think that is a really dumb thing, and I don't condone oh, it at all. Oh, okay. We're going to argue a little bit here. Okay. So chunks, I agree, but chips, aren't you adding a little bit of water so they just don't all of a sudden burn up? It's kind of a subtle way to have them smoke. That, in theory, for the smoke, and I mm -hmm. feel awkward getting into a debate with the hall of famer and you may teach me something that i don't know here but from what i've learned in my research about especially engineering of smoke smoke comes from lignin which is the living compound in wood and that mm. smoke is released through gas not the vapor right i mean it's the not through the, it's gas from the burning and the combustion 
And it's not the smoke, the billowy white stuff that you see. That's a very low percentage of the flavor that you put on your food. Uh So to me, when you soak your wood, you're reducing your combustion point, then you're not really getting into coveted source that you need to get for the color or the flavor in your food. So that's thing one that I've, that I've learned in my years Uh of barbecuing. But again, I'm, you know, and the second thing is, is, is a common sense thing to me is, what you smell is what you taste. And so have you ever been to like a campsite where they pour water on the fire and you smell that musty, mm-hmm. horrible, wet smoke smell? Well, mm-hmm. to me, when you smoke your soak your wood, you're putting that flavor onto your food and that's off-putting to me. So I'd rather embed the chips into the charcoal instead of put them right on top. So when they flame up, there's a little bit of a diffuse man and you're getting to that living compound, thus the gas over time, instead of putting them right on top of the heat and the flame source. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Science, let me ask you this. Um, sorry, I couldn't help that line. How? What is the percentage? And I know we can find this answer because I, I know some people have done the research on it. When you soak your chips or even your chunks, how long is the conversion between steam that's going to come off of it and then the actual smoke? Okay, because when you've got water in something like that, the first stuff that's going to burn off is or evaporate is the water molecules themselves. And that's going to turn into steam. But at some point, it's going to turn into smoke. So how much steam do you get? And then how much smoke do you get afterwards? That's a good question. I don't know the, the we answer need to meat that. Head. Where's Meathead? We do need Meathead. <laughs> you want me That's, to call him? <laughs> no, no lifelines today. But I do want you to put it on a little question list for next time he's on the show. Okay, and and don't forewarn him. I want I, I want it to be off the top of his scientific Blind. head. Yeah, yeah. I just you know, um, I've burned enough stuff in my life, not just in grills or barbecues, but also wood piles. And uh, you know where we live, it's soggy a lot. And when you first light something up, the first twenty five minutes of a big brush pile is all steam. It's it's just pretty white smoke that's coming up mm-hmm. like that but it's actually steam and then it converts so that's mm-hmm. a good question there we will do that okay and that's why you use cured wood over green wood because you've got a lot you've got too much moisture content right. in the green wood but yeah right no mm-hmm. i i get it okay last question if you could uh erase did i ask you that if you could erase one mistake from your past what would it be and why Nope, you haven't asked him. Okay, well, I'm asking that. I'm asking. Uh, If I could erase one mistake from my life, say that one more time. If I could erase one more one. If you could erase one mistake from your past, what would it be, and why would you want to erase it? This kind of combines it there. Uh, I would erase. Uh, I don't know. I don't like to live with many regrets. I guess the first thing that keeps coming in my mind, but I'm trying to keep it a family uh, show. And I do have mm-hmm. chi- two children with this woman, I guess would be my mm-hmm. first marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's obvious it was my first marriage. That's the why. But uh, um, 
I, I, you know, that's a, that's a good one for me. I think, um, I think me thinking about, uh, what I was going to do with my life. And that's a good one. I don't have a lot of big regrets in that way. I really okay, don't. Well, I guess the answer then. Yeah. The, the the big one is to don't mess around with drugs and alcohol, kids. There you that's go. a false prophet. That's a good one. Yeah. I learned that earlier in my life, but there it's are, still there are ramifications it, to that. It's, yes. It's still the the all roads lead to the same place and they're never mm-hmm. good. So yeah. don't mess right. around with that stuff. And you don't want to be forced to send your liver to Palm Springs every January to dry out. That's right. true. You, you you don't at yeah. all. Yeah, that's exactly right. Chris Sussman, the barbecue Buddha, has been very kind. Uh, had a little technical mistake at the first part of the regular show, and I corrected that. But he's been a sport and sticking with us. And uh-huh. Chris, Thank it's good you. to see you and talk to you again. And good luck with the new book. Yes, good luck. Well, it was a pleasure being on your show for the second time. So thank you for thinking of me. I'm glad it aligned with the new book release. And Leanne, I hope we get to run into one another down here at any time. We'll make a point of it. We will do that. All right. All right. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Mm -hmm. Chris Sussman, everybody, the Barbecue Buddha. Ms. Leanne and I will be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation and After Hours. And remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it. So take care. See you then.